Good morning, good morning. Welcome to podcast number six. I am on my way back to the Spokane Airport from Pasco. I have about an hour and a half drive left. So I figured I would just pop on, do a little solo podcast, and say how grateful and thankful I am for everyone this weekend for either meeting up to see me or um, just allowing me to, to visit them. This weekend was fucking jam-packed. There is just no other way around it. Um, Thursday night is when I left. Originally, it was supposed to be a red-eye flight. My flights got moved around a little bit, but I left around 7 p.m. Thursday night from San Diego. Got in Spokane the next morning, really early, around 12.30, and I was able to meet up with a friend, Chloe. She was on that last podcast. We kind of just did like a lifestyle Q&A. And it was amazing. I only spent, I think, like six, seven hours with Chloe. But her and I have not seen one another since we were in high school. Yet, we've kept a really solid friendship going. And it was great to to see one another in person. And we've kept such a great long-distance friendship over, you know, FaceTime and just phone calls and texting that it was very surreal. Neither of us really believed what was like happening that we were in person with one another. So it was cool. We both joked because I'm a short human and people forget how little I am <laughs> until they're with me in a person. So we kind of laughed about what a little shrimp I am and whatnot. And um, thank you so much, Chloe, for picking me up in the middle of the night and then taking me back very, very early to get my rental car the next day from Spokane that next morning. So Friday morning, I told my parents I was on my way to Pasco. Now my dad already knew the plan, but about an hour and a half into the drive, an hour-ish, I texted my mom and I told her, hey, I'm halfway to Pasco. You know, I'll let you know when I get there, etc." She's like, okay, you know, drive safe. Don't text and drive, blah, blah, blah. And about 30 seconds later, I came, I parked at her work and I walked inside and she just happened to look over and she goes, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and the tears just started flowing on my end and on her end. Friday marked her four year sobriety anniversary. And this is a really, really big deal. Um, four years may not sound like it should have very much significance, but four years ago, four years and a couple of days for some change now, my mom totally changed her life. And she decided to put herself first. She decided to really make a powerful change. And it's been phenomenal to watch her on her journey. And I know that not every day is an easy day of staying sober. But I am so, so incredibly proud of the willpower that she has had. The last four years have been nothing short of a challenge. And typically to celebrate her sobriety anniversary, she does an ice cream social. And unfortunately for me, I have missed year one, two, three. And this year, she decided not to do the ice cream social. Uh, my grandfather passed away in March, and typically, um, he and my aunt and my mom would all make different kinds of ice cream and it just it was a really special intimate day that he was a big part of and she wasn't really sure this year how to make tribute to that without um without just being a really emotional event because we just we just went through losing him regardless getting to be there on friday for her 
was so amazing. Uh, it was somewhat planned. My dad and I, I had let him know what I wanted to do, but we didn't have any specific ideas or plans or we didn't, we weren't going to make the day extravagant. It was just going to be about spending the day with her. And so we went out to a little town in Kettle Falls and went to this little diner for brunch, breakfast, brunch, really good food. Mom had pancakes. I had an omelet, hash browns, a big cinnamon roll. Oh my gosh. My taste buds so dead. <laughs> this little diner was such a home-cooked little mom-pop shop that that cinnamon roll just was heavily covered in butter, all the good things. And then from there, we did a little bit of errands around the town, nothing crazy, and we came home, made some pizza, and go figure, I lay down on the couch for about 15 minutes and took a little power nap because I had been running, going, and doing just all day, but we got to spend some time together around like 3, 4 p.m. I left Colville and I headed to Pasco. I stayed for a little bit with one of my good friends, Daniel. We actually met at a track and field throwing camp when I was a kid. I was a sophomore in high school and I think he's like, what, 27 now? I'm going to be 23. So there's like four years between us. So he was one of the like graduated coaches. And I just remember him being a really cool dude. Like he was really funny and, you know, easy to talk with. And we became friends on Facebook with a lot of people from the camp, a lot of the coaches, etc. And him and I just kind of kept that little friendship going all through me finishing high school and college. And, um, as adults, we just stayed in one another's lives. And I don't even know how we got so close as friends, but he's my asshole best friend. The one who will give me advice and then I do the complete fucking opposite of what he says. And then, you know, three, four days later, he goes, things would just be a lot easier, Kylie, if you would just listen to me the first time. I'm like, yeah, but then what would I have you in my life for? <laughs> so I got to meet his roommate, hung out there for a little bit, took a nap on the couch. Literally, it's like, it's typical Kylie fashion to nap when she goes places. And so I'm just keeping the trend going. But had a nice little evening and then finally I left and got to see the bride-to-be which now Haley is officially a Mrs. Howard I swear you'd better take care of that girl uh, but I got to go over and see her new little house that she got rented to her not long ago it is so cute a great little starter home for her and Howard and then I met um, Morgan definitely my new fit friend <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm really thankful for the amount of people this weekend that I met through the wedding and through just Haley's friends and her bridesmaids and the amount of people that I got to sit and have really good conversation with. It's not every day that you are in an environment with such down to earth people that you just click with. And Morgan was one of those girls. So getting to just kind of hang out and talk and um, just relax after the the beginning of the weekend was really nice. So we stayed up for a little bit, Haley, Morgan, and I just chit-chatting. And then I got to sleep with the bride-to-be the first night <laughs> and uh, snuggle a little bit. We got up the next morning. I had a million errands to do to fix my damn nail that I broke on the way here. But we eventually made our way out to the venue. And guys, this venue was absolutely beautiful. I cannot wait for her photos to come out. Her photographer took millions of photos. I have no clue how many, but she got married in a barn um, venue and the husband and wife that owned the property actually hand built 
everything on the property. There was little schoolhouses. There was a little kitchenette, uh, the barn, obviously, with an upstairs loft. I mean, it was in the field. This this venue was just stunning. And in the beginning, we didn't know they were going to use it for a wedding venue. That just kind of happened over time. Um, so it was really unique to get to see, like, the people who were helping us set up, um, you know, they built the venue. And so that was really special and intimate. So I was glad I got to kind of be a part of that. And then I ran away for a little bit to find a dress for the wedding. Unfortunately, there was a bridesmaid who had a major family emergency and we weren't sure if we were going to try to, um, keep that spot open or if I was going to potentially step in, which I ended up not stepping in. And I, um, I told Haley, I said, whatever you need from me is, is fine. Um, so I spent some of the afternoon in Pasco just kind of trying to find a dress just in case. <laughs> and then I came back and got to see everything set up and finalized. Uh, they had some great food. They did their rehearsal dinner, all that good stuff. So we came back, had all the bridesmaids besides just one Kylie, the other Kylie, we have Kylie and then California Kylie, which is me. We had everybody at the house that night and um, we sat there while Haley wrote her vows. We just kind of chit-chatted and I got to get to know the girls a little bit better. Um, a few of them I went to Eastern with and I already kind of knew, but some of the girls I didn't know very well. And so getting to just be a part of not just Haley's big day on the wedding day, but getting to be a part of conversation with her bridesmaids and helping her set up her wedding and being there for all the little intimate details was just really, really cool. And I'm I'm just so, I'm thankful for not just our friendship Haley and I have, but for being able to be in the little parts and the big parts of one another's lives. Because um, once upon a time when I was getting ready for my wedding, Haley was right there helping me, you know, look at dresses. And at one point I was going to wear one of her dresses to the courtroom <laughs> or the courthouse before we knew that we were going to actually have me in white, like originally I was just going to wear one of her, her dresses. It was a red, um, medium length, long sleeve dress that I was obsessed with. And it was just going to be a chill little thing. So I was going to wear her dress. I mean, Haley's really been there through so many ups and downs and big moments and small moments of my life. Getting to share this entire weekend with her just meant a lot to me. So, um, we had some fun that evening. Didn't really do anything crazy. We just kind of just kind of chilled, played with our dog, Mickey. And then the next morning, yesterday, which is Sunday, everything got so real. We got, um, some of the girls and I got to the venue early, started doing our hair and makeup. Haley was off having her hair and makeup done prior. And once Haley got there, we had snacks and took pictures, got into the robes, got everyone in their gowns, started taking the, you know, bridal party pictures. I kind of corralled the men, made sure that they stayed in their little area. We did the finishing touches on everything of the venue. We started watching the caterers, you know, bring in the tablecloths, get things set up. The photo booth came in and just watching everything fall into place exactly how Haley envisioned was just phenomenal. Um, I've never worked like the back end of a wedding like that. And I've honestly only gone to a handful of weddings as an adult to, to appreciate them. And so getting to see it all come together was amazing. I watched the daddy daughter first look, which I cried like a baby. <laughs> um, and then once it came to everyone sitting down for the ceremony, the minute I saw her, I 
was bawling again and she walked right by me. I was on the end of the aisle and she just kind of looked at me and rolled her eyes in like the nicest way, saying like, you're such a baby. But beautiful, beautiful ceremony. The entire night was so much fun. Uh, people had amazing speeches. The food was delicious. They had this like mustard barbecue sauce and I don't know how they made it, but holy Lord, it was so good. Um, cupcakes are phenomenal. And then we just spent the rest of the night on the dance floor dancing and having a good time. A few of the bridesmaids were stealing bottles of wine. It was all good. <laughs> uh, and then we were able to, to come back and here I am just a few hours later driving my way back to the airport and my heart is so full. It was a jam packed weekend. Um, I met a girl who flew in from Poland to be here for the wedding. Her and Haley met at a summer camp, which is amazing. I made a really good connection with Morgan. She is from Alaska. Uh, and I just got to, you know, I got to feel very honored to be so much a part of Haley's big day. And I, I saw Haley this weekend. I saw Daniel. I saw Chloe. I saw my mom, my parents, so many people that are so influential in my life for me. I got to share a little bit to this weekend of, and I could not be any happier. I'm a little exhausted and I'm hoping I can sleep on the plane a little better this weekend, but it just is a weekend that reminded me to kind of slow down and not forget in the day-to-day -day hustle of, you know, work weeks and me being back in California, not to forget that I do have so many amazing people in my corner that enjoy celebrating the big things and the little things that are only ever a text or phone call away. And, um, it was really nice. So this weekend was a huge hit. I've done a lot of driving, but that is typical Kylie fashion. I've done a lot of crying. My cry tally was at like five or six for this whole wedding, but you know, <laughs> that's again, I'm a cancer. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm a sap for weddings. I'm a, I'm an emotional person. Damn it. I think weddings are beautiful. I think celebrating love and happiness is glorious. And so, um, but yeah, it was definitely, it was a weekend that I will absolutely remember. <laughs> lots of fun was had lots of photos. I can't wait to see how they all turned out. I know the photographer did amazing. Haley had a photographer and a videographer, so it's going to be beautiful when we kind of get to see the sneak peeks, but all in all, thank you so much, Haley, for letting me be a part of your special day and just experience so much with you and the bridesmaids. And then for earlier in the weekend, thank you so much to Daniel for feeding me and being chill with me while I hung out for a few hours. Chloe for putting up with the quick turnaround of our airport hello after seven years and the tears and then taking me right back just to get a rental car. And of course, my parents are putting up with the fact that I was only home for like six hours, but we've made the most of the time that I did get to see them. Um, this year, I had only planned to come home like maybe for my mom's birthday. And I, it has worked out to where I've come home about three times and got to see them since January, which is, well, since I left in November, which is really, really cool. I can't say we have anything upcoming planned. Um, I need to stay the hell off planes because they always seem to be delayed when I fly, but, um, I might see them again around the holidays until then this was the last time. So for everybody, it's back to FaceTimes and texting and phone calls, but we live in a world where technology makes that possible. And a lot of the thing that, or a lot of the things that I kind of said this weekend to others was like, 
all of the people that I saw this weekend are long distance friends. A lot of our time is spent trying to, you know, coordinate schedules and FaceTiming one another and maybe having to say, hey, I can't talk right now. Or, you know, asking, what do you need from me right now? Because I'm, I'm really far away and I can't really, I can't be there to give you a hug. But like, how can I make you feel better? You're having a tough tough day. And it just kind of goes to show that it is not impossible to stay friends with someone if you're not in the same area. It is all about effort. And as I've gotten older, I've started to realize that the friends who are really genuine and the people who are meant to be in your life are equally going to make an effort with you to stay in your life, to update themselves on what you're going through, to talk about you know, your new job, your new move, your new boyfriend, your new fling, you know, your one night stand, whatever it is, the friends who really want to be there are going to be there. And that's how it is for myself with Haley, Chloe, and Daniel. We may not always be the best at staying in touch every single day, but no matter what, we pick up right where we left off. And I am, I'm very, very thankful for that. I'm grateful to have such amazing friends in my corner helping me along this crazy journey of life and then getting to celebrate their special moments also just means the world. So um, I just kind of wanted to give a weekend recap and let y'all know what I was up to running and going and doing. I know I had some friends in the Spokane area that were hitting me up and wanting to get coffee. Um, Oh, I don't need to be yawning. Excuse me. I am sorry that I turned everybody down, but I just... This week it was already jam-packed and I really did not have any extra time. But potentially when I come up again, I'll I'll carve some more time out. But for now, I'm going to hop off this podcast. I still have about an hour, a little over an hour left in my drive. And I'm getting hungry. So I think I'm going to need to try to stop before the airport and get some food, which... It's still going to be about an hour away because driving from Pasco or from the Tri-Cities to Spokane is a very boring, long, tedious, empty drive. Uh, We're not driving through cities right now, guys. We're driving through fields and hills. So the fact that I'm hungry really sucks. But (laughs) I'm going to sip on some water, get myself to the airport, and then get my ass back to San Diego. And hopefully there's some sunshiny weather. I can go sit and eat some pancakes. And then I have client plans to update and a nap to take. I think a nap sounds really good. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Um, I'll put this one out as number six. I still have yet to really sit down and do a fully educational podcast solo. So if you have a specific podcast that you would like me to do on a specific subject in the realm of health and fitness or mindset, uh, or just another solo, like lifestyle one, whatever you're thinking, let me know what you would like to hear for podcast number seven. So this one's six. All right, guys, I will chat with you later. I hope you have a wonderful, fun and safe Memorial weekend.